Can you hear that Rocky Mountain water as it thunders coming down to wash you away? You can't hold back the rising tide and you can't stop the chain that's rolling down the track. You can't stop the chain that's rolling down the Welcome to Southpaws, episode 482, day one. I'm Saverin. I'm Fossil. And congratulations, everybody. You survived to this point, and you can take great pride and honor in knowing that you have more Twitter and Twitch followers than Donald Trump. It's a new dawn, where things are still pretty shit in a lot of ways, but... We can actually progress a little bit, and maybe I can disabuse myself of the irrational desire to check the Twitter to see what stupid shit has happened in the five minutes I was walking the dog, because goddamn, there was stupid shit popping off every minute or so in the time between the election and the inauguration. But we made it, and we can breathe for a second. It is officially 2021 now. It is, yes. We have gotten out of 2020 Extended Edition. You know, thanks, Peter Jackson. How dare you do this to us? And uh, <laughs> we have made it into 2021 proper. Um, <laughs> we had 2020 New Game Plus for a bit there. <laughs> for a little bit. It was pretty uh, exciting in the may-you-live-in-interesting-times kind of way. Um, I recorded a little half-hour thing last week to talk about a little bit of that shit, but here we are, recording on January 21st, 2021, the day after Joe Biden got inaugurated, and the storm didn't happen, and the mass executions and the bloodshed that the Cuberts really hoped for just didn't happen. Well, see, Sarah, the reason for that is the other theory I I saw is that all the, the Democrats were found out that they that they stole the election but they nobody could let the public know because of the mass civil unrest so the democrats all agreed together every single one of them to pretend that they won and govern but meanwhile it's actually trump behind the scenes pulling the strings and telling biden to do everything that he does so anything that happens in the next four years is actually trump doing it not biden oh well i heard that they had actually done the thing from remember the classic 90s film with nicholas cage and oh shit john travolta Travolta, titled face off where they surgically alter his face and now (laughs) any time that Joe Biden makes a weird gaffe because of his stutter. It's actually Donald Trump trying to mimic his patterns. That's right. Yeah. It has. Those are both real fucking theories. Oh, yeah. We've like, seen, but we should uh, clarify. We're not just making that up ourselves. <laughs> the unfortunate reality is that a lot of this stupid shit has hit the wider public consciousness because of all the shit that happened on the 6th. And so people actually had to realize that, oh, God, people really do take this seriously. Like, Mm -hmm. it was amusing when, you know, the Q Shaman was just a shirtless weirdo in Arizona and a lot less funny when he was, you know, sitting at the chair of the president of the Senate screaming prayers to Jesus. So... 
Oh. You know, people went digging and were like, holy shit, these people actually believe this enough to do extremely serious crimes. And now we're actually starting to see the people catch those consequences, finally. Full life consequences. Yeah. I just watched a video from uh, Legal Legal, which is a really good a lawyer channel on Twitter. I need to check him out. I've only seen I've seen a couple of short clips where he's quickly debunked something, but uh, I need to go to his channel. Yeah, it's actually really helpful because, like, Twitter lawyers have been a very interesting source of information of what the fuck's going on. Uh, people like Adam Classfield, Mark Elias, Pope Hat. There's a number of these Twitter lawyers. I mean, hell, even Boozy's gotten Boozy. into it. Uh, Buddy Goodboy. Yeah. It was really funny. Yeah, Boozy because... and Buddy were, like, guests on another lawyer show the other day with with a bunch of other non-furry from what i could tell lawyers so you know they're getting known in the in the general lawyer twitter uh thing yeah i mean they're furries but they're actually lawyers so when the stuff about like what happened in the capital uh i think mm-hmm. it was probably the night of the sixth or on the seventh they had this live stream and yeah there was buddy and boozy and three other lawyers all of whom i followed on twitter already so it's like wow it's like a crossover episode um, you know i'd heard of pope hat but i didn't know he was a lawyer yeah he's a lawyer i thought he was like just like a game streamer or something like that for some reason <laughs> um he also used to be a federal prosecutor so he has a particular insight into what's going on with the rioters who have been arrested um, right and, and any federal crimes that uh trump may be accused of or any of the other politicians yeah and the video that i just watched was actually like a brief lost planer on trump's pardon spree that he did at the last second um, mm-hmm. and a lot of it was just cronies and scumbags and buddies of his children like these Uh, dudes were corrupt assholes who did millions of dollars of financial crimes and like the former mayor of uh detroit detroit who had used the city like his fucking piggy bank i remember that back in the day it's real scummy shit but like then also a couple of rappers like lil wayne and kodak black and some dude from death Mm -hmm. row records which i know lil wayne had had publicly spoken positively about trump and they had actually met in in recent days to discuss uh criminal justice reform so yeah i mean that he was actually someone that that trump knew was a supporter and that's probably why he got pardoned i mean the rappers i don't really give a shit about because i think his was like oh he had a gun all right well don't don't do wasn't it something like he had a he had a prior conviction for for drugs or some minor shit or no it was that he had he had a gun on his private plane, or I think it was, and he flew from California to New York or something like that. It was and something piddly. It was which is yeah, it was a dumb thing. It was like he he moved the gun across state lines, which made it a federal level crime. Yeah, um, like his shit yeah. don't care about it. And in one of the the sad sad things, the Tiger King did not get a pardon. Yeah. Despite the, he, the him lobbying really hard for it, and the people here... He said he was forward. just too gay. <laughs> I mean, he tried to have somebody killed, I think? Like, his antics... Yeah, were that's just... why he's actually in jail, is that he put out a hit on Carol Baskin, the, the other lady that owns the, an animal rescue thing in the 
in yeah, the show. It wasn't like, I didn't watch the whole show, but I know the broad strokes. It wasn't like, oh, he did the drugs, or, oh, he had a gun on his private plane across state lines. It was, he tried to have a lady killed, which, you know, that's yeah. pretty serious. But then again, potentially less serious than, like, the dude that did $200 million worth of real estate fraud, which probably impacted a lot of people. I mean... A lot of these things, and I tweeted before the actual list of names came out, it's going to be like the end of an NES video game where it's like a bunch of names you don't recognize and you'll never see again. And then at the very end, it'll be like, and me, which he didn't pardon himself. He didn't pardon his children, didn't pardon Rudy Giuliani, which kind of surprised yeah. me. He did pardon like Steve The only Bannon. really high level person in his circle that I can remember is Bannon. Yeah, and the fun thing about that is that Bannon basically uh, is the only one he like he directly defrauded Trump's biggest supporters. He sucked yep. their money away for a stupid scheme to build a wall privately and then fucked off with the money, I guess. So like twenty five million or something it was like a that. Large value of money, yeah. And so yeah. it's like, wow, some of the Trumpers were like, wait a minute, the only person he really freed was the person who took the money from us. Huh. Mm-hmm. And the person that he, like, disavowed, like, two or three years ago, too. But, you know, Bannon came crawling, sleazy his way back in um, at the last minute and got him to get him a pardon. I mean, so it's... <sighs> I'm just glad we made it past this point, right? I do want to say, um, on the pardons thing, there were... So, like, one of the websites, one of the news websites listed, like, name crime, what the the reason the president said he was pardoning them and so forth. Um, a couple of them actually sounded legit, and I don't know if it's just that, that it looks like a legit thing on the surface, but there's really more going on. That's probably the case, but, like, a couple of them were, like, this guy has been in jail for 24 years because of a non-violent drug offense or something like that. And there was like like two or three of them were like non-violent drug offenses or like a, a second strike kind of thing where they've done something minor previously, but, you know, they'd been in jail for like dozens of years or whatever. Um, yeah. And I don't know if the... I don't know if there was more going on behind those people, or maybe he just sprinkled in a few legit pardon cases so that he could point to them and say, see, it's not all cronies and assholes. <laughs> yeah, a few of them were like, this person's been in federal prison for 20 years on, like, some weed shit. I'll, I'll pardon them, too. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. that's... Those are fine. Pardoning weed stuff these people are in their 50s or 60s like there's really no point like their lives are already fucked just get them out there i mean their lives are gonna actually be harder outside of prison probably than inside but you know yeah apparently yeah i've I've heard about that seen interviews about that before like once you've been institutionalized for a long period of time it's it's hard to really succeed outside of that environment and that is really dumb because prison should be about rehabilitation and then reintroduction back into society but all of the post-prison quote-unquote services are kind of punishment based like if you don't follow these rules you're going back if you don't meet your parole officer at this time if you don't if he doesn't like your face 
you know, he'll fuck with you until he sends you back or whatever. We don't really have a good way to reintroduce people to society to the point where they can succeed. And that's uh, fucked up. It's kind of totally misses the point. Well, I guess that wouldn't be profitable for the for-profit prison companies, right? (laughs) Yeah. As a a funny aside, this this is related to the topic at hand of prisons and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. We've started watching the French language show Lupin on Netflix. Oh, I watched it too. Yes, um, we watched the first two episodes and thought it was really fucking cool. Um, mm-hmm. But in the second episode, Lupin, the, the the main character, goes undercover at a French prison, and like they have stuff and a television, and like yeah. they have a minor shred of dignity. And I'm like, damn. And the fact that the cells look like more like college dorms, yeah, than. Uh themselves and uh, and i realized what a big difference it was like the fact that they have doors that lock as opposed to just those the jail cells that we have in america with the bars like it actually gives them like a bit of privacy like how much of a a mental health difference that that would actually make to people you know um, but yeah it was just like wow i really just noticed that while watching the episode and figured that'd be yeah. a good point. But yeah, well, we can talk about that a little bit later because, you know, there's yeah. other stuff going on in the world that, or things that we've enjoyed. This is not a doom and gloom episode. This is actually a, we made it. Yay. Let's be, let's be positive about some things that have changed and things that are, you know, good. Uh, Mike Dunford, one of the lawyers I followed on Twitter.com at question authority is like, good morning. It's January 21st, 2021. Joe Biden is president of the U.S. Donald J. Trump is a washed up former reality TV star has been banned from literally every reputable social media platform on the planet. Yep. And that's true. Like he is becoming an extreme unperson, which is fine. Like now the fact that he's becoming an extreme unperson after he led a seditious like insurrection attempt at the Capitol is kind of like, oh, you you tried to affect our bottom line because that's capitalism, baby. You know, he's still getting completely fucked over. Like there was uh, his financial law firm announced today that they're like, we're not going to support, we're going to do business with you anymore. Bye. And the state of New York announced that they had gotten a hold of some of his financial records that they'd been seeking somehow. Ooh. So... That's interesting. And the bank in Germany, I know, said that they're not going to do business with him anymore. And this is a bank that has been described as not big on ethics. <laughs> it was literally like the last bank that would ever do business with them. Uh, and even they cut him loose. You know, the inauguration happened more or less without a hitch. Like... There was a little bit of snow flurries, and Lady Gaga sang her song, and everyone was like, wow, she has a great voice. And then the skies opened up in a sunbeam, and it was a very unsubtle type of photograph that came out from that. I saw moment. that. I was like, yeah, that's that's on the nose, but then again, the writers are just fucking around at this point, so all right, yeah, fine, we'll take it. Um, yeah. Like, the, the inauguration happened without a hitch. It was all very nice. You know, even Mike Pence showed up, even though Trump had fucked off to Florida. Fuck him. So Yeah, we'd actually talked about that here, and Ajax has said, Mike Pence has been the only adult in the room for a while now. And, like, that's uh, a really low bar to cross. It, it really is. And, like, now don't get me wrong, I compliment Mike Pence, because he's a scumbag, and he has some absolutely horrendous views that I don't agree with, but... He did actually make an effort to 
make it seem like a legitimate transition of power. Um, he reached out to Kamala Harris, the incoming VP, and um, a little late, I admit. But he did uh, he did do that. Uh, he did greet her at the inauguration, and you know the fact that that he was there. And, and all those, you know, what one thing I have to say about uh, Biden's speech that I really enjoyed is a very subtle dig was that he thanked all of his predecessors from both parties who are here today, who have come together to support him. And I spoke to President Carter on the phone last night, like so literally set that up where like the only person excluded is Trump because he's a piece of shit Take and President Carter would have been there but he's 98 and we don't want him to get COVID. <laughs> yeah it's like let's take a quick look at Trump's Twitter account to see what he's saying right now Oh, wait. Oh, wait. We can't. Well, well, shit, well. let's go see what Milo Yiannopoulos is saying on his Twitter account. Oh, wait. Are you saying that maybe deplatforming works? Yeah, it turns out that, uh, it actually, like, it did. Like, there was news articles that were like, yeah, misinformation that was being spread on Twitter just went down by, like, 70-something percent by just nuking his account. Because what Trump was doing was he was retweeting all these psycho QAnon people in the last days of his account that was just people like the OAN um, media thing well not even and that he had like 70 million followers or I, I don't remember how many yeah, he had a lot some... of followers and that they were well retweeting those people because hey the president tweeted it it must be true <laughs> um, and Twitter nuked at least 70,000 QAnon accounts during the post-insurrectional purge and uh, just been hammering them into the dirt anytime they pop back up because turns out they weren't taking that shit seriously but they knew who they were and then oh well we have to take this seriously Boop. it's it's interesting actually because like the the extreme right wing have done a couple of things that are like that are acts of terrorism that are absolutely horrifying and worry all of us but they eventually turned out to be them shoot themselves in the face. Like, the first was Charlottesville, which, like, people started taking them a lot more seriously. The FBI started watching them more seriously. Like, a woman actually died, and there were criminal charges, and going fully, they all started going fully masked off after that. And that resulted in a lot of these fuckers getting tracked down, losing jobs, being cut out from relationships and things like that. And the second is this insurrection on January 6th, because that really, I mean, held that, that put some of their allies against them being like Republican Congress people, like, they apparently left a note saying they wanted to kill Mike Pence because he didn't follow through in doing the thing that Trump asked him to, even though he had no constitutional power to do it. Yeah, and actually, the person that left that note was the Q Shaman weirdo. That's right, yeah. Like, people that that were probably, right on, yeah, fucking overturn the election, like, in Congress, were suddenly cowering in some underground hidden part of the Capitol fearing for their lives. And suddenly that calculus looked a little different. So much so that like when the House voted to impeach Trump for a second time, even though Democrats have 
much less of a majority than they did the first time. This impeachment actually passed with more votes because 10, 10 Republicans voted for it. Like, y'all, y'all done fucked up. Like, now the, the people that were just like, haha, that's our crazy little base. They're going to vote for me no matter what, so it's all good, are suddenly like, oh, these people are actually dangerous. And that's changed. That changes a lot of things. They done fucked up. Yeah, and, and Trump didn't pardon any of them. Trump didn't pardon any of them. And a lot, a lot of them are like, they're, they're crying now about, you know, their savior abandoning them at the end. And it's a sort of like... Every fucking liberal and leftist was like, we told you, you know, we knew that he was a grifter. We, we told you he did not care about you. He did not have your back, that you were just useful cannon fodder. And you all thought he was the second coming and refused to listen. And the thing and is, it, it you in the ass. They, they've already arrested well over 200 people that were connected to the Capitol riot. And with no pardons occurring, they have just started picking people up. And Law Twitter, now without new Trump lawsuits to fucking report on every day, has just kind of shifted to reporting on every single federal hearing for these people as they happen. And it turns out that the feds are very keen on keeping these people in their possession until their, their trials. Because the way, um, and I've listened to a few podcasts on this subject with, uh, there was one called, I think, On Topic, where it was interviewing Popat, the former federal prosecutor. He was like, this is how federal prosecutors do things, is they nab these people on the bullshit minor charges, they catch like a year in prison, keep their hands on them, and then when they actually get ready to nail down actual serious charges... Um, like a few Proud Boys have already caught conspiracy charges, and those are very Ooh. serious felonies. Yeah, um, yeah. And they lock you down, and then they do a grand jury to say these are the other things we're pulling, and they lay the charges that way. Because to get an indictment in the federal courts, you have to do a grand jury first, which is, hey, I'm learning new things about how the federal government works and the arcane and terrible gears that will grind you to powder if they get their grips on you. Um, mm-hmm. Like, there was a dude today who was some Florida lawyer who was caught streaming himself. Like, the the people that they're scooping up are the low-hanging fruit. They're the ones who are like, yo, I'm such-and-such realtor from Dallas, and you should buy a house from me! Yeehaw! Can we talk about her for a second? Because, holy fuck, just the level of hubris to pimp your fucking... Like, like and subscribe, right? You know, like, the pimp your business as you're committing federal crimes. It'd it, it be like, like me kick, kicking down the door of some government official while yelling, shop it for planet.com or something. It's buy just my like, books. buy my books. Yeah, it's, there's a time and a place. Damn. I, oh, God, when I read that she's like a North Dallas realtor, like, Ah, oh, it's just like fuck. I know these dickheads came from every state in the country, but I'm still kind of like, ah, oh, why, why have a someone from Texas? That I know she's not the only one, but no. Uh, well, the thing is, she was wealthy enough. See, a lot of the people that were arrested in this riot are not 
the hillbilly yokels that everybody wants to portray them. They are the petite bourgeois. They are the people that have the jet ski dealerships that have a private fucking plane. They're realtors. They're your, you know, that annoying dude at the cubicle down the hall. His supporters that had the money to fly out to fucking Washington, D.C. in a pandemic or travel up there are not the redneck yokels in a shitty truck. They're people with guns that have accessories that cost as much as the fucking gun on them, you know? And some of these people, mm-hmm. these tactical cosplayers, are their distinctive shit is why they got caught, like the zip-tie guy and the zip-tie oh, guy God, is yeah. mom. Um, Watching that um, unfold on Twitter was fascinating as this guy was like, okay, these boots are this type of boot, and we think he might be ex-military because this is a particular type of boot that they use for this particular type of thing. And this patch means this. This hat is from the the fucking MAGA coffee company in whatever state, you know. It was really interesting watching them pick that apart until they were... They were identified. The dumber thing, too, is like he had a very distinctive facial grooming structure. He was on video multiple times out of costume uh, with Mm -hmm. his face fully showing. But his eyebrows are very distinctive. He'd had them manscaped, I suppose. And furthermore, he had a thin blue line patch with a Tennessee state logo on it, which... Oh, so you already know he's from Tennessee at that point. And that's the thing. It's like if he had an ounce of brain matter to really spare he would have slapped i don't know an arkansas a kansas a wyoming any other state just to give a little bit of deflection but this guy was so fucking sure of himself and so sure that the cops and the senate and capitol police weren't going to care that he was like yeah i'm gonna slap my state tennessee you know militia boys well that was part of the reason that he was so easily caught and so like you know, he went to the insurrection with his mom who also got arrested and charged um, my god there, wow. there was a West Virginia House delegate who was screaming his name. I'm on the, f- I'm in the Capitol. I'm on the floor. Who speed ran his entire political career by getting arrested by the FBI and getting expelled, well, forced to resign from the West Virginia State House a week after he'd been sworn in. Yeah, I remember that. And <laughs> now you've got all these high-profile MAGA people who are out there trying to build their brand, now they're catching charges and there's no hope for them. It's really interesting because, like, they these Q people were hoping for this mass arrest event, and it turns out that the mass arrest event, they staged themselves uh, on the 6th. And the government is just taking their sweet time, especially now that Trump can't decide to pardon them. Uh, they can take all the time they want to pick these people up. Um mm-hmm. That was part of my concern, that he would pardon these fuckers before they could get dealt with. And now it's just like, they've kind of decapitated their movement in a lot of ways. Like, a lot of these leaders who were there to promote their brand have now caught federal charges. And even the minor ones, like trespassing into the state capital or the federal capital, that's a misdemeanor. But it'll still catch you a year in fed. But... Once they start piling shit on, like the people that were near that woman who got shot by Secret Service trying to clamber through a window, they can catch felony murder charges. They Mm -hmm. can catch all sorts of shit. Like, there's no 
when the government really wants to grind you into a fine powder, they really can. Like, having a gun in DC that's unlicensed is a charge. Having ammunition is a charge. They can charge so fucking granular on this. Like, oh, you've got some spare mags that are too big? Congratulations, you have unregistered ammunition without a license, and you have magazines that are too large. Just, they can throw an entire book at you, and it's not like... And all that shit acts as a modifier. Like, you know, committing robbery is one thing. Committing armed robbery is a modifier that makes it like 10 times worse. And this is not like me being super thrilled that our carceral system is so harsh and stuff, but these guys fucked around and they're finding out that the government that they thought was so on their side really isn't and they're actually going to face some serious charges for once. Uh, That's part of the reason why the, the promised protests at the various state capitals, both on like the 17th, because 17th letter of the alphabet is Q, and the actual inauguration were in the single digits. There's this really funny photo outside, I think, the New York State Capitol where a single dude showed up. And he's just standing there with a stupid Trump standing on a tank flag looking like a Uh. fucking moron while the state National Guard's kind of looking at him and there's like ten times as many media people keeping an eye out. Like... There were more media than protesters at every single one of these things um, because suddenly white people face consequences. Like, oh, the the Capitol rioters are actually uh, are catching charges now and getting arrested. And like, rest assured that every single person that had their phone on them, like they auto associated to local towers, and they can find these people just based on their phone records. Like, this person was in the Capitol building. The Capitol building is close to outsiders. This person is not a member of the House Representatives, Senate, or staff. Congratulations, we just caught you trespassing in the Capitol. It's that simple. And what's funnier on that point is, like, some of these people are like, oh, if you destroy your phone, they, they can't prove it because you don't have that phone anymore. And it's like, my dude, one, your phone's registered to you and associates itself to cell towers. Even if the physical device is destroyed, the records still exist from the telcos. And boy, howdy, does AT&T love to give information to the government. And two, destruction of evidence in a federal case can catch you up to 20 years in prison as a felony. Whereas you're destroying a phone, this evidence of, at the baseline, a one-year misdemeanor. Mm-hmm. So if these people are dumb enough to sh- destroy their phones or toss it in a lake <clears> or whatever after the government catches your ass with that phone at the Capitol insurrection, congratulations, you've traded a one-year misdemeanor for a 20-year felony. And you're going to get a year for trespassing anyway. So I just – I had I started chuckling as soon as you were like they think that if they smash their phone, it, it can't be tracked to them. And I was just like – Oh my god, really? Yeah, it's like, uh, oh, let's print out the incriminating emails and shred them, because that gets them out of the the way. (laughs) It gets them out of the computer. The files are no longer in the computer if you print them out. So, the the window from the 6th to the 19th was very high stress, and I... I was sleeping like shit, man. Like, I tell ya. Um, I tweeted Uh earlier today that, like, wow, my watch is bitching at me because it's like, hey, check your rings. Your stand ring is normally further along because I'm actually sleeping through the night a little bit now. And prior to this, prior to Biden's election, right in like the final moments where I was like expecting extreme fuckery, uh, I wasn't. I was not sleeping well at all and was therefore catching a lot of stand hours in my quote-unquote sleep because I was restless. And 
suddenly I'm able to sleep through the night a little bit easier and my watch is bitching at me like, hey, you're not suddenly not being as active as you were. What's going on? It's called sleep, my good bitch. You know, this this I was having really dark thoughts even on the twentieth. So I watched the inauguration on my computer and Same. then Ajax realized that all three of us were watching the inaugurations on our laptops in different rooms. So fuck it. Take a break from work. And he just threw it up on the Apple TV and we decided to just watch it together. And so I'm, I'm watching him give his inaugural speech and I have this fucking thought in my head of, am I about to see this man's head explode live? Because even right up till then, I was like, someone going to try something. Are they going to try and fucking assassinate him? And you know, like I kept I'm, thinking, okay, great, he's giving his speech. Get him and get him inside. You know, well, <sighs> I was having that same thought, and you know, they did this on the television show, uh, designated survivor with Kiefer Sutherland, where a bomb goes off at an inauguration and wipes out chunks of the government. And I just had that terrible thought. I'm like, damn, that sure is a lot of our government in one fucking spot. Mm. And mm-hmm. it's so stupid, and it's terrible that we have to think about that, but we kind of have to, right? And yeah, yeah, I was watching it in here, and it it happened. It was, uh, you know, one day American Eurovision, and there was songs and stuff and poetry, mm-hmm. which is, you know, uh, that young poet, poet Laurette, um, I don't know her name, was like, you know, gave a really good poet, poem, and uh, people were like, damn, what's her skin routine? And people were like, she's 22. Oh, that would do it. <laughs> um, yeah, she is, she's the youngest... Uh, to ever read the poem at uh, read a poem at the inauguration. Uh, I did see one amusing tweet though, like, "Damn, can't believe Mike Pence has seen Gaga live, and I haven't." <laughs> you know, and I do want to extend my congratulations to Vice President Kamala Harris, especially to her because she's the first woman African American and Asian Vice President to owe me two thousand dollars. You know, so big congrats uh- to them. <laughs> congratulations you got it in there now get to fucking work and actually you know to just like put it out there he has been like he had all these eos ready to go he was doing all this prep work because he knew that there was going to be a lot of shit that he had to get done day one i mean not that it was like oh there's timetables but like he's like all right i've got this stuff ready to go and 5 p.m or so on the day of the inauguration he was sitting in the oval office going like all right i got this shit prepared well in advance signature 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 um he did 17 on day one he's done more today uh so we we just kind of go over that shit real quick Um, and i like that that i read that same article that is the chart that you posted in our chat of does this undo something Trump did, yes or no? And you can see, you know, it was about half and half, whether it's something new that Biden's doing or whether it's reversing something Trump did. Uh, one in particular that was a reversal was rejoining the Paris Climate uh, Agreement, the Paris Accord. Yeah. Um, and uh, no, it, no, Ted Cruz, it does not just benefit the citizens of Paris. Honestly, I think Ted Cruz's dumbass tweet... I think Ted Cruz knows that. He just knows that his tweet is going to get spread further from people calling him out. And saying he's a dumbass, a yeah. Bat. Yeah. I mean, there's a Paris, Texas. Think about that, you know? That's right, yeah. Oh, that'd be great. 
Somebody replied to him, like, nah, Ted, this goes to help out Paris, Texas. Um, the, he signed one that stopped the United States withdrawal from the World Health Organization, uh, with Dr. Anthony Fauci becoming the head of the delegation to it. Um, mm-hmm. He did a press briefing today. He also posted mm-hmm. a did a zoom call with the heads of the who going hey by the way uh it's a new day over here we got a new regime so we're not leaving the who and we are going to recommit to helping you guys out sorry about that a lot of this shit like the paris climate accord and who is just like dumb shit that hadn't actually been acted on yet well the paris climate agreement he had like pulled us out of but yeah whatever. it was effective earlier it was effective in December, I think, is the one year or whatever from when he announced it. And um, Fauci was like, oh, it's, so we can get in. It's nice to be like, if I don't know the answer, I don't have to make something up and I can actually fight against actual bullshit as opposed mm-hmm. to being like, oh, yeah, we have to look at the science about hydroxychloroquine. Nah. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that video side by side of him at the two different press conferences, one under Trump and one under Biden. And uh, the comment on the tweet was like, fuck, he looked like he de-aged 10 years. He was he just smiling and doing jokes. It was kind of kind of nice. Yeah, relax. I was the, like, oh, okay. <laughs> the press secretary wasn't calling people cucks for wearing masks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <sighs> the other thing, you know, created a position of COVID-19 response coordinator. He's really, really, really trying to get the whole 100 million doses of vaccine in 100 days thing. And I'm like, give me the fucking vaccine, please. Please, I would like to see my parents. I would like to feel safe enough to go see people once they have also gotten the vaccine. Please, Mm -hmm. for the love of God. Like, my parents got their first shot. Yeah, come over, we can touch tongues. We Um, can lick each other's eyeballs and be like, we're perfectly safe. Just lick the palm. Um... We could actually, like, record some shit in person. We could watch fine cinema like Psycho Goreman coming soon to Shudder. That that looks so fun. Oh, man, it does. (laughs) Extends the nationwide moratorium on evictions and foreclosures till at least March 31st. Gives people some breathing room. Uh, Extends the pause on student loan payments and interest until September 30th. Um, Which, I mean, you could also just cancel that shit if you wanted to. That would really take the pressure off some people. But... We'll take this little win so far. There's still work to do, Biden. Canceling the Keystone XL pipeline and directs agencies to review and reverse more than 100 Trump actions on the environment. Uh, Rescinds the Trump administration's 1776 commission, which is really like that whole thing that came out on MLK Jr. Day. That was just the worst. It was like, no, actually. You know, can you give me some background on that, by the way? Because I'm not entire. I I don't know the details on what the that commission was doing okay so remember shit what was that podcast series seeing Seeing white seeing white yeah they basically covered a lot of like racial uh relationships starting in like the 1600s um also the 1619 commission was a public education thing that was being done by the new york times to basically talk about how slavery and race relations were versus the bullshit were fed in elementary school they basically were like yeah you know the united states has been doing bad shit since the start we're not we are not history's heroes like we want to think ourselves as fucking cool but you know history is dirty and complex some people said that biden talking about mentioning 400 years was a, a subtle shout out to the 1619 project i mean that's 
that's true because uh, the 1776 commission was basically trying to say that things like, oh, you know, racial identity and sexual orientation and all these other things were just divisions caused by communists to weaken American social fabric because they wanted to do uh, quote-unquote patriotic education that printed the United States as this, oh, you know, savior culture. Right. And, this is where the patriotic education thing came from. Okay. You know, it's one of those uh. things where had Trump had a second term, we'd be having things like, oh, you know, the Native Americans came to Plymouth Rock and we had Thanksgiving and we've been best friends with them ever since. Stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And that's totally not the case. And lo and behold, on 12.01 p.m. on 1 Eastern, that was gone from the White House website. There was another one of those things that he that had been posted on the website that got nuked immediately as well. I can't remember what it was, but like the website changeover was immediate, um, and there was this really good. Oh, you know, um, speaking of which, I I shared uh, I discovered something kind of neat, uh, which I think I knew before, but maybe it just refound uh, on the White House website is that the White House website archives for historical purposes all the previous iterations of the white house website uh from various administrations so when shit got updated trump's has all moved to the historical archived part uh because the current one is is biden's but it goes all the way back to the first time the white house had an official website it was 1995 during the Clinton administration. Neat. And um, I sent Tieran a screen cap of what that looked like. And it, it's not quite GeoCities bad. There's no little guy with an under construction gif or anything like that. But it's kind of super precious. Is there a uh, flame bar, a spinning skull? I just put it in the South Post topic chat, so scroll down and you can see it. Yeah. Um, the equity ones, like there was a workplace discrimination EO that got signed yesterday that people got Twitter got being mad about it today because fuck TERFs, getting mad. Um, oh, because God. they just fuck basically them. expanded workplace discrimination to include sexual orientation and gender identity within the federal system and people who take federal money. Or Biden erases women, as the TERFs put out there. Yeah, fuck that noise. Like, oh, fuck them. There was requiring non-citizens to be counted as, for In purposes of census, curtailing ICE a little bit, though, I mean, honestly, just abolish ICE. Um, mm-hmm. Halting the construction of the border wall by terminating the quote-unquote national emergency declaration used to fund it, um, which, like, Took a second for them to actually stop doing that. There's people being like, yeah, people are shipping shit to the border today, and I'm going to be up there throwing EOs in their face. Like, they've stopped the blasting across the border, which they were, like, currently in the midst of blowing up some uh, Native American land. Like, they've they've done a shitload of damage to a lot of border stuff. And, mm-hmm. like, a lot of the extant wall is shittily built and could fall over at any time as it is so like they've stopped that for now and they really should just fucking let the mexican scrappers come and take it but like that shit was doing so much damage not just to like people's connections to their land and just the border in general but also like wildlife and everything else they were fucking up cactuses and old growth shit and 
Like, uh-huh. stuff that had been there for hundreds of years, but he needed to get his fucking little vanity project up there. And a moment after he's gone, he's just, boop, turned off. Stop it. Uh-huh. You know, that's nice. And then, like, today he was firing some of the uh, bureaucratic core that were installed by Trump because he's like, yeah, you suck, fuck you, you're fired. Oh, God, the, yeah, the Labor Relations Board yeah. people. Like, and- yesterday he fired the head of it because he was, like, a fucking union-busting guy. And, like, a lot of agencies, the the guy had set up his successor, his number two, who moved into his position, if anything ever happened to him. Or, and uh, so as soon as he got fired, she moved up in line, and she held all the same beliefs as he did and was notoriously anti-union, and today Trump fired her ass, too. Or, uh, Biden, Biden fired. Yeah, we have to get the names right. I know it's it's yeah, been yeah. fucking weird. <laughs> I'm still writing Donald Trump on all my checks. That's a joke about the date for anyone that thinks I'm actually doing that. <laughs> yeah, and people are like, "The fucker checks." Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, I forget that I'm old. I'm sorry. Hey, I I was writing checks to my office until I you know they actually instituted an online payment portal. Yeah. I still have some checks. I don't actually use them. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, like, all this stuff... It, oh, the thing that really, like, ground my gears and just made, kind of boggled my mind is, like, the some right-wing account was bitching about him cleaning house and how this violated norms because, yeah, norms. Norms are for fucking cucks. We've seen that in the last four years. Norms mean nothing. Get it done. And, like, the other thing was, like, oh, this is a big giveaway to, quote, big labor yes it is a giveaway to big labor that's such a fucking misnomer you know the people the employees are labor the unions are labor and they are not big by any means it was just one of these things where it's like it felt this person disrespected my brain cells by posting that and it just seemed (laughs) very very strange to read but you know the conservative mind is diseased at best and so you know I saw that and just, like, fuck off and blocked the account and moved on with my day. But, yeah, like, just... Um, Sabrin, you've made me dumber by introducing me to the term big labor. <laughs> yeah, like, I saw this thing and I am dumber for it. Well... Yeah, like, my, my brain... Some of my brain cells were so offended they went on strike uh, and now I'm dumber. <laughs> um, they're already pushing through some of his cabinet picks, apparently, like his national security director got through today. I'm like, eh, whatever, NATSEC. Uh, you know, like uh-huh. any, any new, like, it, know that any new law that gets passed to handle white supremacist stuff is also going to get turned on the left and Black Lives Matter. So, you know, just don't be too quick to champion new shit. We already have extant I'm laws. I'm really concerned about like a statement some of the statements that were made by democrats after the sixth including biden where they were like you know we need a new law about and you're right it was basically about protests and you know it's something that could very clearly be turned around on on leftist protests and blm protests and uh i'm i'm very this is another situation that america does so often and so well and that is learning the wrong lesson from a situation you know yeah it's uh it's very concerning i'm i hope the the further left side of the democratic party can lodge some objections to going like 
It's sort of like, you know, what was the lesson we learned from 9-11? Boom, Patriot Act. We need to fucking lock down everything. Everyone has to take their shoes off and, you know, have the balls fondled. And, you know, let's not turn this insurrection into another 9-11 where we put a lot of fucking security theater and restrictions in place yeah because i mean for all of the theater that we've shown the you know we oh the fortress capital where the capital police will like piss on you if you cross the street at the wrong time or you have a bottle opener you know we saw them fail you know that mm-hmm. the illusion was shattered so like don't just one of those things where it's like we're being positive here but it's like just just so you know it's like any there's stuff to be wary about too something that's probably to be less worried about is like you know agit pie is the no longer the fcc chairman in fact his account uh was suspended or deleted or whatever fuck him and the new person who is going to be leading it uh her name is jessica rosenworcel Um, is apparently a proponent of net neutrality and will reel back some of the bullshit that Trump did. Like, it and sucks. as a fellow podcaster, oh, of course, <laughs> the true entertainers of the apocalypse is the pod, the the humble podcaster. You know, we who produce COVID safe entertainment for you, our faithful listeners. At least we can say we had a podcast before quarantine. <laughs> yeah, you know, we we just refused to shut up. So. A lot of this shit is, like, they're coming in. Like, there's the the episode title, you know, is a cover of Time magazine, and it's a picture of a of Biden standing at the window of the White House, and it's just utterly fucked up. Uh, well, mm-hmm. Like, the curtains are torn, there's stains on the carpet, there's fries and soda spilt on the Resolute desk. Um, and it's like, yeah, he's having to do uh-huh. a lot of pickups and fix a lot of things you know he 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 chose to remove the diet coke button because that was a thing that got installed on trump's desk it was a button that when he pressed it had somebody from uh the kitchens bring him a diet coke on a silver platter you know and we will never again get a photo like the one time where Donald Trump got a bunch of college athletes to come to the White House and he welcomed them in to platters and platters of packaged McDonald's and Burger King f- and Pizza Hut food and the silver gravy boats that have been in the White House for a very long time, probably a hundred plus years, were filled with fucking chicken nugget dipping sauces. The reason for that whole thing was because he'd shut down the government and the White House cooks weren't actually there to do any actual preparation, but also he's a fucking weirdo who thought it was completely appropriate to give these high school athletes and college athletes who'd just done whatever. Yeah, you know, they're kids. They like McDonald's. Here's a filet of fish. It's been sitting out for a few hours, but it's fine. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And it's just one of the funniest and dumbest. And him photos. standing there with his arms outstretched, like I am the true Burger King. <laughs> but rip to the Diet Coke button. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot. Yeah. The other thing too is that like the funniest thing that came out of the inauguration, honestly, was Bernie Sanders in his chair and his mittens and his coat the one coat that he owns because he's just a normal dude. They were like, wait a minute, is Bernie wearing his meme coat? And they're like, yeah. It's like, Bernie owns one coat, and it's the coat that he's worn on the trail for a while now, and like, Mm -hmm. the mittens that he wore were 
made to him, <clears throat> made for him, and given to him by a uh, Vermont teacher. School teacher, yeah. Who, uh, and, hand knitted them and did the lining herself, and he's been wearing them on the campaign trail for a while. I do want to read this quote from him because he was asked about uh, his picture going viral. Um, and I, this is honestly something that I was curious about. I was like, I wonder how Birdie feels about this and how people are <laughs> reacting. He says uh, he's glad it makes people aware that we make good mittens in Vermont. And he added, we have some good coats, too, as well. <laughs> so on the Bernie Sanders campaign store that was just linked in this podcast fan chat by Skyra Luminos, um, there is the Chairman Sanders crew neck, which is the picture of him in his chair at the inauguration and it's like due to overwhelming demand this item's temporarily sold out please check back soon vermont jacket vermont gloves vermont common sense 100 percent of proceeds go to meals on wheels vermont and it's a bernie sanders at the inauguration crew neck sweater with bernie on the bottom right and it is completely <laughs> utterly massively sold out yeah. And it's like, hey, that's going to be a great way for Chairman Sanders, chairman of the Senate Budget Committee. Funny. Oh, enough. yes. He's like, well, we're going to turn this meme into a funding source for Meals on Wheels Vermont, which is a very good charity. So that's cute. And the other that's thing, awesome. too, is like the people photoshopping his uh, in his chair behind their vendor table at conventions. Like, <laughs> thanks for watching the table, Bernie. Like, I took got a picture from my mom of their booth at some event and, you know, yeah. photoshopped bone <laughs> Bernie in. And it was like, hey, buy some tie dye. We got masks even. Guy Fieri took a yes. picture. It's like, not me, us. Uh, you know. Yeah, on his. And, you know, Ajax thought that was amusing, and then I pointed out that's actually on his verified Twitter account. Like, he did that himself. It was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, he's been uh, he's been a good guy, no pun intended, for, like, the longest time, just sort of on the down low. And people, I saw a headline. I didn't read the article, but there a headline was, what does this say about the politics of Flavortown? Well, I mean... It says, guy is a fucking leftist it's and it's great you know <laughs> well i mean regardless of like how what side of the left spectrum he's on like he's done like group gay weddings and he's donated tons of meals for people displaced in the california wildfires like he's out there low-key doing a lot of charitable shit just mm -hmm. to provide people shit that the right there. generally don't do so yeah he's definitely on the uh he's you know not the out there seeking attention. he's just out there being like hey your house burned down i'm bringing you barbecue and hot dogs yeah. and shit so you know he's been a good guy and for all the memes about him being a you know weirdo about food which actually i genuinely enjoy his shows like his uh diners dive in and dive i don't know if he's even still doing that but i would always catch it and always enjoy the episodes and be like shit i need to go there and actually um when we were in san antonio one time actually a couple times at this point for uh alamo Five, city right? for act yeah. there is a little bakery down down the road from the tropicana where we could go and you know guy fieri had had it on a show and we could get some Guy Fieri approved uh, Mexican bakery items and they were indeed good. Um, there was a place in Austin that a uh, sandwich shop where I went with Shiva and Zero at HavenCon one year that had been on a Guy Fieri show. And like there's a barbecue joint that was north side of San Antonio, which apparently is crazy busy and we never got to go to. But like I'll totally go to restaurants that have been on his show. Sure. Why not? Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's some nice stuff. The Internet has felt less hellscape mm -hmm. like have to kind of reel back in the kind of constant refreshing of twitter to be like what bullshit's popped off now because 
we're kind of past that point. Like, yeah, Trump's not there to do some stupid gaffe or threaten to get us into a war with Iran. Like, and he's not on Twitter to stoke the flames. And a lot of the people got that were got booped off the thing. And so, yeah, we've still got like Ted Cruz to be the Zodiac killer on Twitter.com, but it's a little bit low key. It's a lot lower key. You know, we can tell, you know, Ted Cruz to eat shit because he's a dumbass who cares like, oh, it's not, cares about Paris and not Pittsburgh. And people of Pittsburgh are like, shut the fuck up. He tried to invalidate our vote. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, Twitter is less hellscape as of late in most regards. And it's, it's weird because, you know, there's fuck all that we as individuals can really do. Like, we can tweet and whatever, but, like, we're all at the whims of the fucking government. And so, like, this last ride between the 6th and the 20th is like, what's going to pop off that I can't do shit about, but I'm still going to have thrust into my eyes because I'm addicted to social media. And mm. it's bad for the brain. It's bad for the heart. It's bad for anything else. And it's just like, oh, I don't have to be, like, obsessively refreshing to see if anything happened because it's not it's more like oh you know hey look biden tweeted about his coronavirus tax force and how he's wanting to make sure that it affects you know we're getting equitable distribution of vaccines to communities of color who have been much harder hit because Mm -hmm. minorities are generally poorer and don't have access to health services and what do you know you know oh did you see that article about uh dallas yes i did because our fucking governor is a ghoul who deserves to bleep and so the bullshit here is like dallas had basically been trying to set up their covid distribution centers in areas like fair park which is a very poor section of town right outside downtown Um, Uh and the state government was like if you do that Outside of the way that we tell you, you have to dance on our string puppets, we will cut off your vaccine supply. Which is incredibly fucked up. Yeah. Because they were going to try to prioritize the largely African-American communities south of downtown Dallas that have been getting COVID mortality literally four times higher than anybody else. Um, so and the thing is, like, Dallas County itself only controls 10% of our our vaccine supply. So for making a decision that only affects 10% of the overall supply, the, the governor comes storming it like, we're going to cut you off. And cut a piece of shit. Yeah. So fuck our government here in Texas. And really. honestly, doing a max vaccination at a big place, like Fair Park or the American Airlines Center or something, is like a really good idea. Hell yeah, I would like an oppor- I would like an excuse to go down to Fair Park. That's a really nice place, and I love the Art Deco decor there, and if I get my COVID vaccine, I can get in and out and fuck off pretty quick. Or Did hell. you see the video of uh, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger getting his vaccine? Yeah, he was like... that never been happier to wait in a line and, and the thing is though is that he went to a drive through facility he was in the passenger seat of, a, of his vehicle and just rolled the window down and the nurse sanitizes his arm sticks it in band-aid you're done and uh it was at like some probably some stadium or something he actually did put like the mayor specifically asked him uh, invited him and asked him to do that because hey He's Arnold. He has a big reach um, on Twitter. He's also a former governor. And so it's, it's it's a good opportunity to have someone people know and trust to be like, hey, get the shot. 
but the fact that it took him, you know, after he got to the front of the line, it took him like a minute, you know, and it's a, and it's, it's all drive through, which makes it a lot safer. You're not standing around other people that, you know, may or may not have COVID because, you know, you can still get COVID between your first and second shots. Yeah, and after like, that second shot, it still takes like four to six weeks to become fully effective in your system and protect you from it. Um, so doing it drive through like that in a huge facility is a, is a really excellent way to do it. Hell, they could do that at the fucking uh, David Lawrence Center in Pittsburgh, you know, like. Just, just have all the where Anthrocon takes place. So for those who don't know, you have a doctor. Uh, just in have you. all the ex- exhibit halls completely empty. Have vehicles drive onto the dock and line up, and and have, you know have them drive out again. I, I'm just thinking a nurse in PPE doing shots in a fursuit. Like the furries <laughs> are here. Ooh, you so, have a medical emergency. Ooh. This is the thing you put in here. Paws are too soft to do text compressions. Oh no. Doctor, he's flatlining. <laughs> anyway, what were we going to say? Oh, just, we're just trying to have a good episode here. And it's like, wow. It's, you know, we've, we've crossed a, a particular line. Things are not materially better yet. But now we actually have the chance that they will get better. Like, it yeah. turns out that the the Trump regime's idea for COVID vaccinations was, eh, give it to the government and the rich and the poor people can die. Like, they basically said they didn't get shit from the Trump campaign at all. Like, they got nothing. There was mm-hmm. no COVID handbook. So they're like, well, it's a good thing that we had a, made our own plan just for this yeah. eventuality. Whereas on the, flip, on the flip side of it, <clears throat> the Trump regime, uh, Trump administration inherited was a pandemic response team from the Obama administration, which they immediately defunded and dismantled. It's just like, why would you do that? (laughs) You know, like, yes, it's your predecessor. Yes, from the administration of the opposite party, but it's like, fucking pandemic response should not be partisan. And I recognize it is. I mean, you know, the AIDS pandemic, uh, well, the AIDS virus was definitely political in how it was handled, but it, it, it's fucking bullshit, you know, when you when you have a fucking national health emergency and thousands and thousands of people are dying, and you're the leader, you fucking do something about it. Ugh. But and that's what gives me hope, and that, like, yes, shit is not great yet. Hardly anyone has the vaccine. There are new cases and new deaths popping up daily. But while Biden cannot single-handedly solve this himself, he is a person who listens to scientists and trusts them. So Anthony Fauci is, is back in the picture as an advisor uh, in our, and as our representative to the World Health Organization. And Biden can move significant government resources towards... He goes to the expert and then move things towards where they need to be to make this vaccine and to to get it out to people. He literally has control of the infrastructure. And, you know, I'm not expecting him to fix everything himself, but I'm expecting him to put people in place that know what to do and for him to be an intelligent enough person to listen to them. And 
that I feel a lot of hope towards that. Yeah, just uh, we got to get you know we passed this line, and now we just got to get the whole COVID thing handled, and you know we'll see if we ever get to go back to furry cons. But until then, you know, we've just got to wait a little bit longer, I guess. You know, like I tweeted, you know, my parents got their first shot of COVID vaccine. So if they get their shit on oh, time. Oh, wait, did they? Yeah. Oh, I must have missed that tweet. Sorry. Um, That's they, great. You know, so in theory, I could potentially go and see them for literally the first time in almost a year. Because the last time I saw them was March 11th. Thankfully, you know, my phone reminded me. Uh, iPhoto reminded me in a safe to them manner in like 45 days so that's exciting you know <laughs> we survived or at least you've gotten the vaccine yay <laughs> you know yeah but it's just like this i wouldn't say a light at the end of the tunnel but like a little bit of hope that all right we've those of us that have made it through you know the four hundred thousand of us that didn't didn't but you know for those of us still hanging in there like we could hopefully get back to some semblance of normal in the next you know 100 plus days or so and that's something to be a little bit hopeful for you know and in a time where where hope has been in a very short supply and high stress it's like hey there's a little bit of silver lining we can look at and hopefully be able to see our family and friends and loved ones that we've been missing for nearly a year and hopefully before it's been a full year you know yeah, be nice. And so that's that's what we get to take after this very long, 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 long year, long four years, long couple weeks, you know, like all these long periods kind of came to an end to some degree of an end. And now we're here on the other side going, shit. All right. Well, that's one less thing on the menu to worry about. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the QAnoners having their little meltdown has been entertaining the storm didn't happen the uh the deep state won and god has been defeated and dethroned take that <laughs> um, uh, budget committee chairman sanders <laughs> and so you know we're uh we're we're through and like hopefully we can like, honestly, I, I felt good enough to podcast. We felt good enough to podcast together for, like, the first time in a while. Um, yeah. Obviously, like, I recorded a little bit thing last week that was kind of eh. You know, I wouldn't say it was super upbeat. But now here we are on the other side, and we've talked for 75 minutes on the Raw and been like, yeah, you know, shit's probably going to be okay at this point. Wow. Like, we, uh, we can let our guard down slightly, though there's still lots to do. And Joe Biden still owes me $2,000. Um, so, you know, I hope they get on that soon, but we've made it through this particular checkpoint and now I just have to hang on to get through the rest of them. But the hit Joe Biden, safe point. yeah, we hit the save point, you know, Joe Biden, Joe Biden getting elected and getting inaugurated has gotten us past like the, the dark souls of living in the U S and now it's still a hard game, you know, but well, we can breathe for a second. That's that's the big yeah. deal. It's like, yes, I know shit's not fixed. The Joe Biden has gotten elected and inaugurated and is in control. But celebrate the small wins when you get them. Because, like, being constantly, like, the world is on fucking fire is so exhausting. And this isn't like, oh, go back to brunch. Don't fucking start that. But it's just like, look, we're going to 
celebrate making through the Trump regime and we still need to get on his ass about ICE and still need to get on his ass about, yo, motherfucker, legalize weed. You said you were going to do it, so do it. Deschedule it. Come on. Like, there's all these little things that there's tons of stuff that needs to get done, but let's celebrate the small victories and then rest a sec and get back to work because, you know... The government has to radically improve people's material conditions if they want to remain in power past the two-year mark. Like, that's just how it fucking is. And so, yeah. like, they, they've got a lot of work to do, and they need people to get on their ass about it. And hopefully they'll have a, Schumer will have a bit of spine and tell minority McConnell. leader McConnell to <laughs> suck his crusty dick and eliminate the filibuster and just be like all right we're just gonna get shit done because fuck you because the dims have complete power and the only thing that preventing them is weird acquiescence to working with the republicans who absolutely refuse to work with them so i hope they end up showing some spine and getting some shit done because if they don't they won't have power in two years like that's just how it is i do not want to have a majority leader mcconnell forever for the rest of his life you know yeah May he log off permanently soon. Shredder shows up and is like, sup, bitch. <sighs> All right, so Fuzz, it's past 10 o'clock. Um, you want to wrap this up? Because it's we've managed to talk for nearly 80 minutes on just the election and politics, but in a far more positive manner than we have been in the past. Um, yes, yes. So I have hope for the future. Yeah. Like, there's a little bit of glimmer of hope, and I'm going to hang on to that shit because it's been in short supply for the past while, and I'll take uh-huh. it where I can get it. Yep. And being able to sleep more peacefully has been nice. That's um, amazing. It's, like, literally had that level of effect on you that you can track it with technology. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, like wearing my, uh, my Apple Watch sure is like, wow, you sure are a jiggly bitch at night when you're under high amounts of stress. That's weird, huh? And now my watch complaining that I'm not waking up with, you know six hours of stand after sleeping for eight you know so anyways hey you can find the show on patreon patreon.com slash southpawscast you can find us on twitter at the same you can find me on twitter at saverin drake i'm on vr chat now you can find me just as saverin on there i'm usually running around as a little purple kobold because they're cute um and i have not found a skunk avatar yet i need to find somebody that does them and just commission them once i get some biden bucks just think i'm gonna stimulate the furry economy by getting a hot skunk vr chat avatar who can take her titties out you know no bullshit though but like and, and i'm not just saying this to promote my store or anything but buying from furries supporting small businesses supporting independent creators like if you commission someone to make a furry skunk avatar for you that's some furry artist that knows how to do that shit creating it and being paid for it and being able to pay their bills Or maybe even, if they're doing well enough, turn around and further support their other furry artist friends and things like that. So, stimulating the furry economy is is actually a total legit way to stimulate the overall economy. Does a lot of good, and I've said this before, and, you know, if you have the resources to do it, fucking buy commissions, you know? Get art commissions, get fursuit commissions, get writing commissions, buy my books. Uh, 
buy from furry musicians. You know, like, you know, I have a steady day job at a steady paycheck, and I can turn around and support um, artists that I want to commission that have lost a lot of income throughout a year of no conventions where they would normally be taking sketches and badge commissions and selling their merch. So this is totally a way that you can help people out. In the fan chat, someone just posted that silly meme of the guy who, like, flick, flick deploys a camp chair, except it flick deploys with Bernie in it. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds great. But yeah, like... <laughs> I'm watching the give now. I love it. Oh. I mean, that that's the big thing. It's like, even though we haven't been very active on the podcasting front, we are always active in the fan chat. Or at least I'm always in there. Like, we're always keeping an eye on things. And there have been a lot of Bernie memes shared in the last little bit. A lot of schadenfreude about the cubers melting down. And there is a, a snick meme. Or it's the, the Glazen flag. Oh, God, fuck yeah, I'm so oppressed. And it's the, the mm-hmm. Glazen snake that's all tied itself into a knot with a ball gag into its mouth you know yeah high quality content on telegram um so yeah uh find us there you can send us email southpawscast at gmail.com telegram link is in the show notes patreon.com slash you know if you got some spare bucks that stimulates our furry economy if you know what i mean um and basically just follow us there i mean where can people buy your books fuzz stimulate your economy oh yes uh for planet.com for print books baddogbooks.com for ebooks. Very cool. Other than that, you know, Shiva's not able to join us because her work is very hectic right now still, um, so hopefully she'll be able to join us in the future before too long, um, and that's gonna really wrap it up for this week, guys. Uh, congratulations, we made it. You have more Twitter followers than Donald Trump, and, uh, let's keep hanging in there so that you know, take shit seriously. Let's get our vaccines and be able to see each other at furry conventions some days before too long. Just think, we could have cons again before the end of the year, in theory. That would be yeah, exciting. That'd be possible. So on that note, good night. And stimulate the furry economy. <laughs> <laughs>